all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? I'm Rachel. And I'm David. I'm Sarah. And this is All Bad Things featuring Sarah. We remember Sarah. Yes. She's our friend who's been here before. From the Russian bath liquid disaster. That's right. I'm your friend. Not from the... She didn't go through the Russian bath bath liquid disaster, by the way. No, I meant that like, you know, Mr. Rogers would be like, this is our friend, Mr. Mailman. (laughs) Except that's your sister. sister. I know. (laughs) Actually related to both of you at this point. Yeah, that's that's true. true. One by blood, one by marriage. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Well, we do have listeners who know, um, like, our... Our entire family tree, like um, our listener Emily knows the Sioux Communion story yeah. and uh, knows Trina, although she thought you had a sister named Trisha. Yes, yes, she did. <laughs> She's made up a whole other person. Maybe I do. And maybe she knows it and then I don't. That would be really creepy. Yeah, it'd be like, a, be like an episode of that science show that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> that <laughs> well, one science that, show. That it, had a, it had the kid from the Mighty Ducks in it. Joshua Jackson? Yes. Oh, um, Fringe. Fringe, yes. Okay. Yeah, because they, the they did a uh, multiverse episode, which I did watch, which was pretty cool. That sounds interesting. Yeah. More interesting than our family tree. Uh, Joshua so, Jackson? No. Of course. The, the multiverse. <laughs> but, okay. Oh, no. Josh, Joshua Jackson. you have a man crush? I do. Aww. He's more interesting than the multiverse, too. <laughs> did you know that Dad met Joshua Jackson? Or, yes. like, saw Josh? That's, like, the... Mm-hmm. Part of our family legend. Yes, I'm aware of that. <laughs> the lore, if you will. The lore. <laughs> Speaking of the lore, get it, Lord? Oh, I'm, lore. I'm, I'm going to start uh. this episode off in a way that you've never started an episode off, I guarantee, by reading scripture. Is it going to be a long reading? <laughs> yes, it is. going to, if Really? You, you want to follow along with your Bible? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Anybody out there? Want to get out there? Uh, Old I think it'll Testament. be Old Testament. Okay. I think it'll be a good um, explanation. You can guess what the this will be. A, this episode will be about by reading it. I know what it's going to be about. Do you know? You don't know. I what it's, have right? no idea. Okay. I may or may not pick up on what it's about according to this reading, but we'll see. So, I, I'm just going to guess it's bad. Yeah, it is super bad. Uh, Exodus 10.13. Uh, uh-huh. So Moses stretched out his staff over Egypt, and the Lord made an east wind blow across the land all that day and all that night. By morning, the wind had brought the locusts. They invaded oh. all Egypt and settled down in every area of the country in great numbers. Never before had there been such a plague of locusts, nor will there ever be again. According to Exodus 10, 13. <laughs> they covered all the ground until it was black. They devoured all that was left after the hail, everything growing in the fields and the fruit on the trees. Nothing green remained on tree or plant in all the land of Egypt. So I introduce to you the Great Locust Plague of the 1875. Very good. In, in America, in the United States, not in Egypt. <laughs> there, there, uh, there also kind of was one during the Dust Bowl as well. We, mm-hmm. we covered yeah, that. Yeah, we did talk about that during the Dust Bowl episode. I, um, I remember definitely learning about the plagues mm-hmm. in church. It's pretty hardcore stuff. It's legitimate. I mean, there are... I remember it, too, yeah. from no, church. 
<laughs> you you see an Episcopalian. <laughs> Do you know what that is? I'm not sure. It's Christmas like a, and Easter. Okay, that's good. What, hey, that's what that's Christians. all we ever celebrated. <laughs> oh, happy St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Uh, green. <laughs> okay, back, back on. <laughs> green grasshoppers, I guess. Is yeah, the there thing. we go. Green. <laughs> yes, this, this is coming out tomorrow, which will be the day after um, St. Patrick's Day. Also, thank you so much for helping out. Well. Um, tax season is in swing. Absolutely. Helpful. Green of money. <laughs> exactly. Just the green I, season. I drank a green matcha tea before <laughs> I came here and a little spastic. So if I get a little, if I talk too fast or skip some words, just let me know. That's okay. I'll slow things down. Okay. <laughs> Restrain me. Yes. Being but female too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, t- I, I told I'm, you I'm about gonna, that. Yes, I'm going to have to mansplain <laughs> several things during this episode, I'm sure. Let me mansplain locusts to you. Yeah, it's just bad. Yeah. So, All right, so 1875. Yes. Now, somebody did very recently suggest that we cover this topic, and I even like had a little exchange with them. I don't even know what this them. is. I've never heard of this. Okay. Um, so I apologize, whoever you are, because I don't remember who you are. Shout us out, and I'll, I'll shout you out. Anyway... <laughs> Um, so you've never heard of the... The 1875 you, locust plague? Well, no. or just like or some of the settler frontier problems. Like, uh, did you ever read Little House on the Prairie or watch any mm. of the shows? I, I kind of watched the you. show when I was a very little... I don't remember anything about it. That was my yeah. introduction to it. It this The Ingalls actually experienced okay. it. Right. So I'll talk a lot about them. Okay. But uh, it is important to kind of know the history of that time. As you can imagine, it was post-Civil War. But not by much. Like not, not by much. Part, part of the Civil War ended, yeah, in 1865. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yes. yeah. so part of the kickback of the Civil War, the sort of fallout, was that they wanted to get away from the big plantation, slave-driven big plantations of the South. I see what you mean. So they started mm-hmm. this Homestead Act. Yep. Um, yes. I've heard which, of the Homestead Act. Because yeah. we covered it in the Dust Bowl. This is... The start of it. This is what creates the people moving to this area of Mm -hmm. uh, what's at the time was just territories, but became part of the United States. Is this the Midwest or the West that we're talking about? A little bit of both. We're going Midwest. Mostly Midwest. So um, east of the Mississippi. West West of the Mississippi, Mississippi, yeah, is what we're talking about. And that runs down through the... Eastern border of like Minnesota, Minnesota and all that Missouri, stuff. Okay, Iowa mm-hmm. goes all the way to Louisiana, Oklahoma. No, I want to say Nebraska, possibly. Sorry, this is us and our ge- ge- we, ge- we, ge- we often do a geography corner. Yeah, on this podcast, <laughs> so. sidebar from Jesus. Yeah, let's focus on the Mississippi River. Where does yes. it start? Where is it end? <laughs> it ends in the Gulf of Mexico. I know yes, that. Yes, I did know that. Louisiana, right? Is that where it spills out? Yeah. Yeah, because that's the boot of the little elf. Yes. Yes. Because that's what Minnesota looks like, the hat, and then Iowa's the face. So, back then... (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Ages ago. We'll get into that. They decided to uh, grant people free land. Yes. So, they gave them... Next next to nothing land. It was like five bucks. 
it, I think it costs eight dollars to stake your claim. Yes, oh, something like that. Um, and it was six hundred and twenty acres. Mm-hmm. Um, about six hundred and twenty acres was a plot. That's massive. Yeah. It's massive, mm-hmm. and it seems like it's a great thing, f- free land, right, yeah. American dream type of a thing. But when people got there, they discovered that because of the landscape, the dry prairies and the rocky grounds, that most of those six hundred and twenty acres wouldn't even sustain a family. Hmm. So traditional this traditional farming was was not working no. in this area. No. It was different than what they were used to. And there was a lot of uh, cheating, too, going on. So people would go for the waterways. They'd stake a claim all around uh, the rivers or the oh. lakes, and then they'd prohibit other people from accessing it, or they'd charge to access it. So there was a lot of grift going on. Um, on the upside, the Homestead Act allowed women to own land. They had oh, no problem with that. Really? They specifically said immigrants, and they definitely wanted um, black people to own homesteads. So we had a more open-minded administration than we do now. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, that was at the federal level when it came right. down to actually giving them the land. State level was a different Yeah. Well, yeah. but these weren't even states. They were, they were the, the offices were located in the state. So wherever oh, okay. you wanted your land, you picked out your land, and then you went to the the office that was around there. You'd show them the plot of land that you'd picked out, staked your claim, paid your eight dollars, and then the requirements were that you live there for the next five years. Okay, and you made improvements, and then that was it. Oh, I I was saying eight dollars, but here I've written eighteen dollars. So okay. still very 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 cheap. Yeah, I mean, obviously there would be inflation that's not $18 today, but it's also not $18,000 today. No. Yeah. And um, the railroad companies had wanted people to go out there, obviously, to, you know, spread the railroads and to use the railroads. So they would put up these posters with bucolic scenes saying, you know, the American dream, come stake your claim. Um, And that was not the reality for most of those people. So it was a little bit of a bait and switch Kind of, huh? Well, I mean... Depending on who you were, yes. I mean, again, we're in... um, This is an elitist class territory. Um, The Transcontinental Railroad, which is about to come into play, or is being built at this time, built up up the Midwest and the West. Certain townships became cities, certain whatever became towns, so... But yeah, behind all of that, the people Mm -hmm. who were putting up the capital... Mm-hmm. ran everything. There was no, you know. Do you get it in it all, or am I going off topic, like, about what the native peoples of these places maybe were thinking about all this going on? Or is this they past d- that? They were thinking, fuck this. Yeah, they were not <laughs> farming the way that um, the United States governments wanted the small small yeoman farmery to be they that's the that was the, the dream is to have these small farms manned by a family and it was you know that was the perfect situation they were mm-hmm. bootstrappers whatever so the native population was mm-hmm. obviously not doing that right. they're very migratory um all those things had that very can, different <laughs> traditions yes. and yeah yeah and um even though locust plagues were common in the mm. United States at that time. It, not common, but not unknown. It didn't bother those populations because, because they weren't farming like that. Then, uh, especially monocropping and things uh, like okay. that. So, so essentially, they were doing it the right way, so we had to kill them. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, they had small... They, they, sure. they did often... 
uh, grays and yeah. things like that, I believe. And either way, yeah. yeah, they were they were doing a better <laughs> job, and yeah. we can't have that. No. Mm. Um. So, and you can imagine the kind of people that these uh, homestead acts appeal appeal to, to mm-hmm. were itinerant sort of people. They were willing to drop everything, leave their homes on very long wagon run. The typical. Little House on the Prairie wagon rides mm-hmm. where, you know... The typical Oregon Trail. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yes. And uh, I would imagine it would also appeal to, like, um, what today would be, like, the serial entrepreneur. The person who was, like, flits from thing to thing and, like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, wife, this is going to be a great idea. We're going to yes. go to that actually, farm. Um, that actually just happened last year when uh, Donald Trump... Uh, defederalize certain parts of national parks in Utah, and they were able to. Huge, able huge to... investors came in and staked their claim. Yeah. So this this is still happening. Yeah, except huge investors being the yes. difference. Yep. This is meant but, but to what be you individuals. Were, but what you were saying, like, will this lead to? Yeah, it will lead to. Yeah. You know. Anyway. No. Gotcha. <laughs> Locusts and Jesus. This is this is the perfect bad things episode. <laughs> Um, and you can imagine, I would imagine, they weren't people with much money in their pockets, you know, to be able to... They could drop everything and take the risk. Hey, yeah. if I can somehow get $18 together... Mm-hmm. It's worth it to do this. Exactly. And once you get there, you know, it's just a piece of land. Yeah. You don't have equipment. You don't have... You maybe have some livestock. You know, you might have some money to buy stuff The you know, the Ingalls, for example, uh, sold their house in Wisconsin. And if you've read mm-hmm. the books, the little house in the big woods, they sold that cute little cabin mm-hmm. for a thousand dollars and they had that money in their pocket, but Charles wanted to explore the West or whatever, you know, heroic. He, he was maybe one of those little yeah, serial entrepreneurs. A little bit. Yeah, I work with a couple of those clients. <laughs> yeah. So they, they tend to be small business owners these days. <laughs> Um, you know, that sort of a person just left their family and their friends and moved out there. Or in some cases brought them along, like, um, Paul Ingalls did, right? Mm -hmm. Charles. Charles Ingalls? Like their support systems of relatives and things like that. Right, right, right. Like their parents Uh or grandparents. Extended family. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then once you're there, I mean, what do you do? The Ingalls, for example, they moved to Plum Creek, Minnesota, and they lived in a dirt house. And I mean, no offense to people that like that sort of a thing, but it's not exactly sanitary <laughs> in the way that they did it. So you so, mean like literally the floor is made of dirt? Yes, the and... floor and the walls are made of dirt. Okay. The, the roof was made of like willow boughs. And, okay. Uh, it was a dugout. They just dug into the side of yeah. a hill, and that's where they lived. Okay. Um. So <laughs> they did that in um, uh, most extraordinary homes, except in a very different way. <laughs> a very different way. Yes. There's no dirt to be found no. anywhere in these houses, and they are pretty amazing. But yeah, I imagine that's not what we're talking. No, I, I don't think uh, the Ingalls will be featured on <laughs> most, most extraordinary any, anytime soon, <laughs> before uh, or after the tornado. <laughs> So this was in 1874, strangely, right after a grasshopper plague had moved through the Midwest. Oh. But it was one of those situations where it was such a bad thing that they were like, well, this can't happen again. They thought it was a so, once in a yeah. lifetime sort of event. So in many um, of these uh, situations, they were saying things like, well, we're the experts. We say it's not going to happen again. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. 
As long as people are good and God loves uh-huh. them, this won't right. ever happen again. Ironically, it was like the opposite of the argument against climate change. Instead of, oh, this is just cyclical, it's, no, this only is happening once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It will never happen again. You're fine. <laughs> um, in fact, uh, in Red Wing, Minnesota, where, yeah, where we've been, um, Red Wing. a newspaper reported in May 1875 that there are no grass. I'm reading this verbatim. There are no grasshoppers in any part of Minnesota, <laughs> north, south, east, or west. The conclusion is inevitable that their eggs have been entirely destroyed. They how you couldn't know that today. How could you know that back in? I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit on that <laughs> yeah, one because because totally. I, I essentially we're... I grew up on the same latitude as Minnesota, mm-hmm. and we had plenty of grasshoppers and crickets and all. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I know that they can survive past the winter. Plus, what what would make them think that they had been quote eradicated? It's not like they had like Agent Orange to the state or something. Nope. This is back in the 1800s. This was just propaganda, basically. Yes. Yeah. Basically, yeah, exactly. what that plague had done in mm-hmm. 1874, they had come through and they had laid all of their eggs oh. all over Minnesota and the Midwest. But they were saying because well, we're just not seeing any grasshoppers, so there can't be eggs here. I don't well, know what you, fruit. It doesn't well, say you what also, fruit there is. Yeah, none. You also have to take into account the mindset of somebody in 1875. Now, in 1875, if you did see a plague of locusts, you probably would think that this is the biblical proportions yeah. and yeah. what God's the judgment fuck is happening. Yeah. Whereas in even 1975, it's just like, oh, it's because they all laid their eggs in one spot. Yeah. This is what happens and Jesus isn't coming. It's okay. <laughs> and I mean, I say that there was a plague in 1874. It, it was a swarm, but mm-hmm. it wasn't anything like what okay. we're Just a swarm. Yeah. It was, no it big was deal. a precursor, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what if Charles Ingalls, you know, read in the, that paper, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, hey, sounds good. And he yeah. buys that plot of land, homesteads that plot of land. <laughs> Who hasn't wanted to swallow crickets every time they open their mouth? Oh. <laughs> Uh, so he used all his thousand dollars to build a beautiful house. They, so they, mm-hmm. they got out of the dugout pretty soon. Uh, he laid it all out for a huge crop of wheat because wheat was okay. selling high back okay. then. Uh, he, you know, spent every penny mm-hmm. on this beautiful wheat and he was growing acres and acres and acres of it. And it was looking good. It was very easy. Everybody was happy. Laura Ingalls Wilder wrote about sitting around the table talking about how big and beautiful the wheat kernels were. Mm-hmm. So it was like, they were like, this is it. We're, we've done it. We've we're struck it rich. rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the locusts came. Oh my God. And the locusts were like, fuck that. <laughs> Not happening. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Locusts, crickets, grasshoppers. Are we getting into that at any point? Yes. Okay. All right. Then I will. Then I will be patient. <laughs> um, crickets, I don't know about, but okay. taxonomically, there is no difference between locusts and grasshoppers. Okay. The thing that differentiates a locust from a grasshopper is that the locust has the potential to swarm. Oh, and grasshoppers don't. Grasshoppers don't necessarily. Know. So they're they're two separate things. They're the but, same oh, animal okay. taxonomically, okay. but there is a little switch they, they in their have, head. Uh, they have two different social hierarchies. Yeah, a mm. different a different social behavior. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know if that's the uh, different technical yeah. term. Yeah, I gotcha. The locusts um, are like like we will take over shit, and the grasshoppers are like, well, we're just gonna smoke weed and just well, kind of hang out. <laughs> like you guys go have fun with that. No, they're gonna eat, smoke eat grass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey now. <laughs> 
So <laughs> locusts have two phases. They have the solitary phase and the swarming phase. In the solitary oh. phase, they don't really do anything harmful or damaging, and their numbers are very low. So they don't really, if they eat, they might eat a little bit of your plants, but they're not, like, taking over your fields or anything. They're, mm-hmm. they're almost unnoticeable. But under suitable conditions, they start to have this swarm behavior and everything just goes amok. So mm-hmm. by suitable conditions, we're talking about drought um, followed mm-hmm. by rapid vegetation growth. So mm-hmm. the, okay. the plants are putting all of their sap and their sugar into oh. their leaves to get start growing again after this drought, okay. which drought was common in the Midwest at that sure. time. And, the, and this is also something we covered in the Dust Bowl. The growing cycle in this part of the United States is completely different. You are going to have droughts. That's yeah. just how it's going to be. But when it regrows and re- takes a, it's about a three to four year cycle every time. Mm. So, so this is probably that. Exact this is this is in the on the in between mm. when mm-hmm. you know. But people yeah. with traditional farming didn't realize that there could be different cycles of growth. Mm. So they're just like, shit. This is the third straight year. Yeah. Yeah. So at that time, when they do experience those perfect conditions, the it's a serotonin switch in their brains. They oh, start wow. like having hopper orgies. They, <laughs> hopper orgies. They breed that, like crazy. Damn name. Hopper, hopper orgy. <laughs> yes. Or single lead single hopper yeah. orgy. So they just go. They run amok. They um, their populations become so dense. That they are actually their their complete social behavior changes. They become oh. they call it gregarious behavior, but they just like they all <laughs> want to be around right. each other, and then they become nomadic or migratory. So okay. they oh. start oh. to move. Oh, so they're like Irish people. Because <laughs> 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 like, it's a St. Patrick's Day joke. I gotcha. I gotcha. No, it sounds like. Um, People who follow the the I almost said the Walking Dead, (laughs) (laughs) the the Grateful Dead, or um, widespread panic, or whatever. Yeah, very true. I could. It's a great example. Could see them as fish fans or something like that. Yeah, there you go, fish. So um, they yes, and 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 sadly, some of those humans are like a plague of society. More apologies next week. <laughs> um, so they just... Sorry to the Irish, but you kind of know it's true. <laughs> all of us, all of our ancestors are a little migratory, but... Well, yes. Humans yes. in general are. But yes. back to the yes. science. Um, it, <laughs> You're so good at reining us in. <laughs> I gotta say, well, it's, it's, female number two is doing a good job at reining in female. It is one of the few ends. times when neither of us have to do anything. It's true. <laughs> so it is. It is fun. They, uh, it says, it says in Wikipedia, they form well, bands true, of sure. wingless nymphs, so little, little sort of teenagers. <laughs> wingless nymphs. Who later become swarms of winged adults. So. Wingless nymphs is another good band. That is another good band. So, instead of hopping, they're now flying, and they have, oh. like, the power to fly great distances. Oh, that's, so, that's creepy. And at that point, they are a swarm. Oh. A swarm of locusts, and they are often they referred fly. to in scientific literature as a plague. So wow. it's it's a literal thing. So so far we wow. have uh, wingless nymphs as the band name and a swarm of locusts as the album. That's what, <laughs> and lead single, I think that would that works. Definitely need to wear the grasshopper helmet yes. <laughs> for and, that band. And uh, on the same bill with Hopper Orgy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's after after midnight. Yes, that's the, that's the closing band. 
Um, oh, that's that's weird. It's that's so weird. Really weird. It's super weird. Um, every continent has their own breed of locusts Locust. that swarm and play. So they're they're like universal. Yeah, uh, oh, not in Antarctica. Well, that would that would stand to reason. Um, are the ones in the North American continent were called uh, Rocky Mountain locusts, and that huh. was their breed. They apparently live most of the time on the Rocky Mountains, okay. but when these situations and perfect storm of conditions happen, mm-hmm. they leave the Rocky Mountains and become a swarm and move westwards. They they don't really you know go from north to south like a typical migration. Okay. They just move everywhere. They just move. Yeah. So they're not moving to find a specific condition like geese in the winter Mm-mm. or something like that. They're not that. trying to find heat okay. or you know food. They're I guess just feeling gregarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're gregarious behavior. Yeah. So uh Ooh. 1875, Ingalls wheat's grown really good in June. Uh, they were in their house, and then suddenly they heard screaming. One of their neighbors was screaming, the hoppers are coming, the hoppers are oh, coming. Oh, my God. And they ran outside, and they looked up into the sky, and they saw, can you imagine what that looked like? Yeah, like a Like a plague, black, like a plague. Yeah. yeah. Like the iridescence of their grasshopper yeah. bodies and their mm-hmm. wings Plus up in the, the sky. sound. The sound. Plus cutting off the sun. Blocking out the yes. sun. I mean. It's fucking creepy as fuck. So creepy. Uh, to call, like... Calling it a plague seems absolutely mm-hmm. appropriate. Yeah, that's what I would think it was. So, and then they started, as they were flying, they started to fall from the sky. Like, oh. Like <laughs> big snowflakes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, like onto people. Yeah. On everything. On everything. On everything. On but house, especially, the, they yeah. saw those beautiful onto the livestock. Wheat onto fields. The, yeah. yeah. And they ate everything. Mm-hmm. Any oh piece God. of green vegetation, trees, gone. grass, crops, gone. ate all of that. And then once that was gone, they, just they started on. eating other things. No, what? So what? the handles of farm implements because of the sweat of people's hands that tasted good to them. No, they they ate leather, a horse tack, and things like that. Oh wow! Um, if you if people were trying to cover their crops with gunny sacks or sheets or things like that, they would just eat right through that. Right. So cloth, so like organic cloth. material is what mm-hmm. they're looking for. They uh, if obviously they were not all living, they would die, and they'd you know run into accidents and other things, and they die. <laughs> I'm sorry, just to run into accidents. <laughs> well, I'm sure they were gregariously fighting and whatnot. Those were the ones falling out of the sky. <laughs> so <laughs> that had lost the, picture a couple of them yeah. colliding that in the air and the, just yeah. falling. They lost I, the position battle. I'm sure that actually happened. Yes. Yeah. So they would <laughs> fall accident. into wells and creeks. So all of your drinking water gone. Oh, God. I didn't even think of that, man. but yes. Oh, uh, animals would eat them. Obviously, yep. like their, yeah. their green grass was gone, so they'd start to eat the bugs, yeah. and uh, they would get sick and die. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't really supposed to be eating no. them. Yeah. Not no. On, not on that scale. Yeah. And it would ruin their, their meat. Oh. So even when they did finally <sighs> die, the people couldn't eat them because oh. they had no food and they would have eaten Ugh. their animals. Uh, one, interestingly, one woman said she was wearing a striped dress, and before she could stop them, they ate every inch of green stripe off of the dress that she was wearing. Can you imagine the freakiness of that situation? You're wearing a striped dress, and then suddenly <laughs> it's all gone, except for the non-green stripes. Then you just stripes. have, like, white stripes mm-hmm. and missing stripes. Mm-hmm. In all fairness, that would have been hot for the husband. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, wah, screaming, wah, the screaming wah. and then like the picking of the grasshoppers out of the hair that might have cut down the sexiness a little, no, a little that, bit. That would have been kind of hot too. 
Okay. <laughs> Hopper orgy. Hopper orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Hopper orgy. So that's horrible. So it just that is disgusting everything. as fuck. Everything. It really is. Because that's a, that's the thing that you don't think about with like because like the first thing I thought with locust plague. Okay, crops mm-hmm. gone. I didn't think about the water. Mm-hmm. I didn't think no. about the animals mm-hmm. getting sick. So we're talking like borderline famine here mm-hmm. too. Well, everything uh-huh. is affected. Like just, yeah. just what well, we the talked whole about. Ecosystem. Exactly. Yeah. Just what we talked about with Exxon Valdez. It affected everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, oh. and this isn't necessarily, um, you know, a weeks long drought or something like that. This right. is something that happens in hours, if not day, days to hours. Like, this is something uh-huh. that is, like, there are so many grasshoppers falling on your crops and your things that it's just, like, gone in hours. I would just, say that. Maybe 24 hours. Out. Gone. Mm-hmm. Like, almost the equivalent of an old-timey, like, <clears throat> A-bomb, <laughs> except without the fallout, yeah. <laughs> without the nuclear fallout. Um, did and, they... and, and a hell of a lot creepier. Like, it's just... It's, well, it's, yeah. It, that's just, I can't, I'm... The whole time, natural to happen. The whole time, I'm trying to imagine in my mind seeing hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of grasshoppers like coming at me. Twelve trillion. Oh, Oh, that's the estimate. Twelve trillion. Yeah. What? Am I remembering right that they depicted this in Little House on the Prairie? Like the I can't remember that episode. Show? I remember the books a lot better. Okay. Because I feel like I remember some... I could just be imagining it in my head, but I feel like I remember some sort of like... Where they were trying to block them from getting into the house. Or maybe I'm Probably. Just that Absolutely. Lot, I mean, yeah. you don't have an airtight house. You no, don't have screens no. on your windows. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You were mm-hmm. trying to block them out of your house. <laughs> you were forcing them just to have windows. Back yeah. at that yeah. time. Well, and they probably made horrible noises. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so many of them, it was probably just loud. Mm-hmm. And, it was deafening. Oh. Yeah. This, that, this is creepy. Do you a child going through this? Nope. Let alone an adult? I... I would have lost my mind. I, I don't like creepy crawly things. Oh, I think any awful. sort of animal that's that tiny could crawl into my ears or my nose. I could yes, not handle it's it. It's because of the Wrath of Khan or whatever that <laughs> that Star Trek movie we saw. I harken back to the Temple of Doom where oh, she that reaches, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she, no. she reaches I know into what you're talking about. to get like a, a door switch. She or has something, to get like a handle. All of those bugs. Yes, Ew. I know exactly what you're talking about. Ah, that was like pretty that. disgusting. Yeah. And they're getting in her hair and shit. I remember thinking, I was yes. probably like eight years old. I remember thinking, that guy, just leave him to die. Yeah. I would not do it. I would have <laughs> killed Indiana Jones, too. Mm-hmm. I've been like, I'm not going through with this. So, yeah. Um, uh, it, it, they experienced what became known as Albert's Swarm. So Albert's. it was named after Albert Child, a physician interested in meteorology, and he calculated the size of the swarm. Oh, wow. He did it with telegraphs and... Uh, telephones I want to know he used telegraphs um, and he noted the wind speed and he carefully calculated the extent of the cloud of insects and he did it over something like 10 days or something like that um, they estimated the size was up to 198,000 square miles oh what? That, yeah. that's the size of it's, it's bigger yep. than California oh my god uh, they did it by multiplying the swarms estimated speed with the time it took for them to move through right. southern Nebraska so they just started timing them timing the speed and they came out with 198,000 square miles that's you know I gotta say that's some pretty hardcore sciencing for the oh yeah this guy 1800s. was great yeah. yeah that's pretty amazing uh, the swarm and, and there were no calculators either they were <laughs> no, doing, no. They were doing it, which which we noticed we watched Apollo 13 for the first time and 
who knows the last time I saw that, but and they're trying longhand they're math. trying to oh, figure yeah. out all the adorable. math by so, by hand. So yeah. cute. Yeah. It was like, huh? I have no Take out your cell phone, man. No calculator? Yeah. yeah, you guys don't have cell phones and you're trying to go to the moon? You what can the fuck is wrong with you? Where's your priorities, people? You need yeah. to add first. Shouldn't you have created the cell phone yes. first and then gone to the moon? Stupid, so, stupid NASA. Albert <laughs> couldn't believe what he was calculating. He was he just felt like it was yeah. Uh, he estimated possible. it was 110 miles wide, 1800 oh miles my long. God. That's like the whole God. length of the United States. Basically. A quarter to a half mile in depth. Oh, oh no, that's the worst God, part. That's I can imagine. Worst yeah. That's the worst part because those are like it's a literally like to a, a wall. Half a mile. Mm-hmm. It's like a wall. That's, of, I don't know how many um, stories, but that's a lot of stories tall. Tw- tw- 5,280 feet high? Is that what it was? That's a mile. That's almost a mile. So, yeah. oh, yes. No, it's that is exactly. a quarter of that, so a little over 1,200. So, something like so that. So it's a quarter of a mile high. At least 1,200 feet. And at least, that, that would be... at least half a mile thick. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So yeah, larger than that the state of California. Um, or equal to... All, Altogether, the states of Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Vermont. So basically all of New England plus. Yeah. And that was all on the move at 15 miles per hour. Not help. The the wind was the wind was blowing at 10 miles an hour, but the grasshoppers were going at 15 miles an hour, so faster than the wind was blowing them. Plus the wind was giving them a boost too. Mm -hmm. Probably. So we don't know the exact number, but it, it varies from 3.5 trillion to 12.5 trillion. Oh my God. That is disgusting. That's a lot of locusts. That's disgusting. That's awful. So, altogether, the locust plague of 1875 constituted the worst and most widespread natural disaster the country had ever seen. Wow. Causing an estimated $200 million of damage Back to Western then. agriculture, oh. and that's the equivalent of $116 billion today. Wow. That's hardcore. Well, how long did this last? Till the fall. It, literally, no, but I was mean. Was it months? Was it days? What? They, they were on the move for months, yeah. Okay. And I'm, I would it assume they would, through it would be parts. dwindling. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. even though it was huge, it, it's not like they sat around for very long. Right. This honestly, I mean, this really lasts for about 60 years because some of the stuff that she's talking about in this episode we covered in the Dust Bowl mm-hmm. of what led up to why the agriculture was the way it was, why the vegetation was the way it was. Yeah. Well, and the impact, that plays... yes, but not the physical presence of the locusts. That's what mm-hmm. I'm asking about. Oh, no, but those, they came into play during the Dust Bowl too because... No, no I know. I just mean this particular yeah. swarm of locusts. They didn't yeah. go on for 30 years. No, no. Yeah. I I mean I I didn't really read about these conditions the, okay. the idea that it would they'd stick around for months and months right. um they did most well, a lot of them lived until cold weather oh, killed yeah. them off was they, it you said this was the summer June, that. yeah. Okay. So once, you know, August, September was hitting, the northern states Yes, it were, starts cooling yeah. off. Yeah. The, they started, the grasshoppers started to um, g- congregate around the railroad tracks because they the were heat. warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they'd be paralyzed from the cold in the mornings. And the railroads, rail, mm. the trains would try to go through and the, sl- the amount of slime oh. and carcasses, they couldn't get uphill. That's... Yeah. This is so gross. So gross. (laughs) Super gross. Wow. Um, And uh, as you can imagine, the government... uh, 
stepped up. No, just kidding. <laughs> as as they are known to do. Yeah. So these were farmers in very remote locations. Mm. They were really far from social services in the cities. Um, and they were faced with starvation. I mean, it's not like you had yeah. silos of grain to mm-hmm. help you. Most of them hadn't been there for very long. They're scraping, scraping a living from the land. And the government was probably like, well, whatever. We gave you the land for like 18 bucks. What's your problem? Deal with it. Uh, well, and I think there was an overarching idea that the farmers needed to be tough and oh, weather conditions yeah. and things like that. We still have that stupid idea that, like, American tough. <laughs> yeah. So they they offered $20,000 in aid for them. Total? Yeah. For everybody. They, they um, For $200 in, in Minnesota, million. No, no, in Minnesota. Okay. So, But still $200 million worth mm-hmm. of damage total. They, they also extended the deadline for property taxes. So oh, oh, well, that's You still nice. had to pay them. Just but you, later. You could wait a few months, yeah. You could wait until you're not starving to death anymore. You can, t- you can wait until <laughs> you scraped off the last of the locusts off your, uh, off your train. Ugh. So Congress also appropriated $100,000 in aid. <clears throat> Um, but most people in the East, I mean, untouched in the East, this was all very centrally located. Um, they didn't really appreciate the idea of the farmers on the dole holding their hands out. Well, now it's good to know that we've moved past people not, you know, people are so much more generous now with federal (laughs) funds and like... It's not about, mm-hmm. we don't consider them entitlements. We're mm-hmm. helping each other. But at this, We've moved past that, which is At great. this time, though, I can understand their reaction because there's no such thing as TV or radio. No. So you can't see the damage. You are required you, to believe what you're reading. Yeah, and who the fuck would believe that? Well... Like a, a square, uh, uh, a plague of locusts half a mile thick mm-hmm. and what do we consider half a mile uh it was 110 High. miles wide, 1,800 miles Just came long. through and ate it's everything tired. in the Midwest, and these people are starving to death. People would be like, yeah, whatever. Go fuck yourself. The Lord, I'm gonna prom- go, I'm the gonna Lord go to- promised that yes. it would never happen again. They're, yeah. they're, like, they're like, I'm going to go to church and learn about shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real, I'll, real, I'll real stuff. <laughs> yeah. like, like Jonah living in a whale. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, one, uh, one editorialist in the East wrote, it is humiliating to have them so constantly before us passing around the hat. So this is like because of the drought, constant drought, and the you know unable to farm their land and things like that. So, so this is just on yeah. top of other things that they are just kind of like you know what that doesn't sound that bad. There is also at this time a bit of a resentment in the in the Midwest for them becoming states and being unionized because a lot Probably, of those states wanted mm-hmm. to kind of do their own thing mm-hmm. and were fine with just being territorial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of this is from Minnesota because that's where the Ingalls were living and I was interested in their situation and what they had to go through. So even though Minnesota was distributing aid and the the military stepped up and they were distributing food and clothing and things like that, um, for some reason, they decided they only would give money to people who are actually destitute. So you had to prove that you you needed the money. And uh, you had to also be... Uh, you could have no livestock left, so if you had a horse left, you would need to either kill it or sell it before you could get aid. That's awful. Even one horse. That's awful. Um, and you also had to uh, sign something that, like, said in very kind of cruel language, you know, um, I am destitute and I have nothing 
so please uh-huh. give me money. Yeah. Like, which is I'm, like, a, I'm a humble beggar. Please give me, yeah. Which uh, Charles Ingalls, they have his really? signature on wow. one of those. Yeah. So wow. he got a, I think he, I wrote it down, sorry. Yeah, so he had to sign a government contract affirming that he was destitute and wholly without means in order just to get, like, a barrel of flour and some meat to feed it, his family. It's, it's funny. Uh, that's also the mission statement of GoFundMe. I'm destitute and I need money. <laughs> please, please give me money. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, I didn't have insurance and I broke my ankle. Right. It yeah. Is our new they do use it. For- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, also, you know, the government was like, "Well, we'll pay you for five cents a pint for uh, dead grasshoppers. So if you want to make money, just collect the grasshoppers and bring them in. We'll pay you five cents a pint for them." They did the same thing during uh, the Dust Bowl to clean up. Yes. Like- mm-hmm. Um, An informational pamphlet distributed by a railroad urged farmers to get busy collecting the pests since solving the problem was their responsibility. (laughs) Yeah. Newspapers advised their hungry readers to eat the bugs. Make it a (laughs) hopper feast. Oh, God. That's disgusting. If you can imagine, Uh. uh, this entomologist named Charles Valentin Riley, I looked up his book because it sounded fascinating. He wrote about this... um, while it was happening, I think. Uh, so he was from Missouri, and he noted that since livestock and wild animals were happily eating the locusts... <laughs> and dying. And because man had used the insect as food since ancient times. Remember John the Baptist? Yes. And locusts and honey. Yes, that's true. He then proposed that you ate the bugs as a way to reduce their numbers while nourishing hungry settlers. He said they uh, yielded an agreeable nutty flavor once <laughs> their legs and wings were m- removed and fried in butter. So he <laughs> highly recommend he highly recommended them and added that uh, they ren- the rendered locusts also made a palatable soup. So if you'd love a little locust broth <laughs> to sustain oh, you, no, I would not. After no. watching them eat your beautiful wheat crop. If it came down to, I have to do this to survive, yeah, absolutely, I mean, yeah, but, but I'm not going to go to the store and get locust soup anytime. No. Well, he yeah. said that... He, Especially chunky style uh, Charles soup. Valentine insisted that he sent a bushel of scalded, scalded locusts to one St. Louisian caterer who insisted he would have them on his menu every day if he could get them. <laughs> I mean, I read that chapter in his book. It was called, like, A Treatise on Locusts or whatever. <laughs> I, I read that chapter because I was like, what? But it was just... Written in such a way that it was like, what a lark! Me and my Eastern friends had such a great VC swamp. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) It was pretty bad, but that was the sort of like, well, it's abundant food, so why are you starving kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. Plus, when you like you when you research what people ate in the 1800s, it's just like it's bad a, enough anyway. Trust yeah. me, it's not. It's really not a rabbit hole yeah. you want to go down. Also, like, where are you gonna get the butter, man? Where are you? <laughs> yeah, gonna that's get what I was thinking. Where question. are you gonna get the well water to make your soup? Yeah. So. Seven uh, Eleven, of course. <laughs> Thank heaven. So the winter killed them off. And the next year, obviously, uh uh-oh, they've laid all their eggs. What's going to happen? Luckily, there was a late frost. So while the eggs were hatching, they were freezing and dying. So it's just lucky timing at that Mm -hmm. point, yeah. And now as the farmers began to till more and more land um, in that year, well, in all the years following, so the 25 or 30 years post uh, this plague, they were killing all the eggs that were already in the ground. So actually, after the early 1900s, the Rocky Mountain locusts were never seen again really currently the united states is the only continent aside from antarctica that does not have a swarming plague chance of locusts they're all gone 
Really? So this mm-hmm. eradicated them too, ironically. In a Iron- way? The farmers did, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the kind of humans got the last laugh on the locusts a little bit. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, super weird. Um, so they thought for a long time that the Rocky Mountain locusts could come back because yeah. Yeah, yeah. they were they, they form that swarm when they get in a high enough density, but they started to run a lot of tests with really big numbers of grasshoppers to try to force that switch uh-huh. and and they never were able to do it huh. and then they started to look at the dna of different grasshoppers that were still alive and in 2014 they were oh, finally no. declared extinct wow mm-hmm. i mean good for everybody because <laughs> you know what i was gonna ask that i was like i've never heard of a modern day mm-hmm. plague of this uh, happening one, here what happened in 2009 in africa or somewhere okay. like that so yeah. asia asia yeah. africa and australia still deal with it okay. on a regular basis oh yeah so uh charles ingles got his barrel of flour and he walked 200 miles to work at a railroad camp to make some money and wow. they left plum creek mm-hmm. to wait he walked 200, 200 miles, miles to make some money yeah because that's how he but could... He had no did, livestock. Did he, did he make some money, I hope? Yeah. After walking 200 miles? What the fuck? I don't know yeah. if this is the, the, one, the one where they had... He moved his family to town, but I know they... In at least one of the towns they lived in, they just skipped out in the middle of the night on their bills. They were... Mm-hmm. She The books made it seem very, very um, Wild West, frontier, American spirit. But in the grim reality, they were yeah. very poor. They yeah. were very poor people. Most, most people were. Yeah. Um, but they really, you know, hand to mouth existence. Often he would just get, you know, whatever the itch in his foot and they'd leave the situation, the bad situation they were in, but it was usually to a worse one. Hmm. I mean, migrants in general are poor yep. people. They make yeah. enough money to sustain themselves and then be able to move on yep. and then start the process all over again and again and again. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I I get real creeped out <laughs> by the thought of that happening. I That's don't. Horrible. I think I would have had to leave. A lot of people did. A lot yeah. of people yeah, went back sure. east. Mm-hmm. Like I'm out. Mm-hmm. Especially because you would think if this happened once, it can happen again. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I want nothing to do with this. We do not see this in New York. I'm going home or what, wherever. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just keep like looking around like our house and out of our windows and being like, what the <laughs> fuck would that look like? Like yeah. a half mile thick of. Uh, Ugh. Well, the closest I've ever come to it is the Great Ant Massacre <laughs> of or the, 2014. Or the Great Ant Reveal. It was one or the other. So, the, well, I massacred. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. I mean, what else was I going to do? Yeah. Out of out of that outlet that might right now have tons of ants behind it, took off the outlet cover to paint and just poured black ants out of it. I, I remember thinking to myself... Oh God! And I just like I ran and grabbed like paper I, towels. You were like, I feel like Laura Ingalls. <laughs> I grabbed paper towels and like cleaning spray and just mm-hmm. spray, 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 white, white. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that is kind of that, that's disgusting. That's mm-hmm. disgusting, and those are tiny little yeah, ants that, that in won't a do anything. Little part of the house, yeah. yeah. Not gigantic, and I'm guessing locusts are maybe a couple inches long. An inch and a half. They're actually yeah. very, very okay. small. Pink, pinky size, they were oh. saying. I, that seems, my pinky is much longer than an inch and a half, but maybe the first two oh, knuckles yeah. of your pinky. Yeah. Yeah. 
That makes it almost worse because that means there's more of them to mm-hmm. create. Trillions. That, yeah. Obviously trillions. Yeah. That's horrible. That's disgusting. <laughs> Thank you. That was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That yeah. was disgusting. Uh, that, that was the original uh, name for Top Chef. <laughs> Thank you. No, that, that was that disgusting. They tried a nice locust broth. <laughs> they have done, um, uh, I forget what they're called, but it's a... Some sort of larva, I think, when they mm. were in Mexico. That's like a thing. <laughs> um, but that it's it's interesting. There is like a, a fringe movement to make like crickets and no other thing. bugs no. No. Um, more accepted in cuisine no. because they're more sustainable. Well, grasshopper, yeah. I think, has more protein per... Yeah, that's another thing that they yeah. say that, that it's it's better um, a better source of protein. I just say I'm a vegan. I have to pass on all of it. Thank you. <laughs> so wow. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but quite a plague. Yeah. I mean, no wonder they call it plague. Yes, yeah. I, I think that qualifies as a plague. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do. Like people tried. To, you know, discharge sh- <laughs> shotguns. They tried to, Paul Ingalls tried to smoke them out. He burned oh. sticks and manure mm-hmm. and things like that to yeah. try to, but I mean, the numbers, you yeah. can't. No. There's no beating those numbers. And there's people. no, uh, plus at the, at the same time, uh, there's no general infrastructure. So you're kind of on your own anyway. Yep. Like there's, yeah, like, it's where, where are you going to go? There's nothing, yeah. yeah. There's know. nobody there. You're not going to yeah. call. In 1875, well, number one, you're not going to call anybody. Right. <laughs> number two, even if you could, there's probably not, like, an animal safety services or... No. No. Or fucking, yeah. There's no. still nothing they can do. They're working on trying to um, herd them. So they think that maybe huh. they could, like, get them to move the way that they want them yeah. to move, but... I bet, like, I'm, I'm sure they've experiment, experimented with, like, sonic things. Yes, and, that's what they're using, yeah, sonic yeah. waves. Which, I, funnily enough, if you remember the beginning of the end, the Peter Graves movie with the locusts. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's right. That was his idea. Oh, that's <laughs> well, so not, not um, to herd them, but, like, they did a mating call. Right. Like, this big radio right. thing in the back of a truck, and they lured all the... They, those were giant locusts. I have they no idea see, what you're saying. Oh, about. it was a great <laughs> classic mystery science theater, three thousand where they literally it was like yes a plague of giant locusts and we're talking like building size locusts Mm -hmm. and the way that they achieved that special effect was like putting a normal grasshopper on a postcard picture of a building. And, and filming it like they were filming the building, and then, and like, then they, somebody would, so like, blow, blow or shake the grasshopper down. And, and that like, would be how it fell. Sometimes their little leg would get out off the building. <laughs> Bert I. Gordon special effects. That was, that yeah. was amazing, yes. That was very good. They had excellent a excellent special effects, yeah, yeah. Bert. Yes. Yes, that was that was a great that was a great. <laughs> was it a uh, was it a rotary dial car telephone? Pro- Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. That was very goofy. It was funny, but yeah, that oh, would be God. pretty pretty bad in reality. But mm-hmm. yeah, obviously that wasn't reality. So, <laughs> all right, well, excellent. So that was the what's the title of this episode? The eighteen seventy five locust plague. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. Sounds qualifying. Yeah. Little House of Locusts. Little yes. House of Locusts. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, so, uh, do you want to do our tagline today? What is your tagline? Sorry. So you have to say, know your exits. Not right now. Okay. But I'll point to you. 
Okay. We'll give you a cue. Yes, okay. we'll cue you. Okay. So once again, <laughs> your turn. I shouldn't have to cue you. You know your ending. I know. Once again, this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. I'm Sarah. And... No, no, no. We'll see you next week. <laughs> we'll see you next week. And... No, your exits. You didn't do your... It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I don't even... Th- How is that even funny? What is that about? <laughs>